<laughs> Our next guest actually um, knows Dr. Giant Nagendran quite well and is one of these people that has uh, come from, from somewhere else other than Edmonton to receive care here. Uh, not her, um, but her late husband was treated by Dr. Giant Nagendran. Um, they're from Calgary, so we're talking right now um, about Catherine's husband, Ross. Catherine Kobayashi is, join is joining us right now. Catherine, good morning. Thanks so much for making the time. Thank you. You're doing a very important thing this morning. Well, Catherine, thanks, thanks so much for uh, joining us and telling your story because I think it just drives home the incredible work that's being done there. We talked with uh, Dr. Nagendran about his, his system, his ex vivo organ support system. Your husband was a patient who was involved in using that system. Just, just tell us what it meant to him and, and how important it was. It was extremely important to him. Um, the lungs he received were actually not Canadian lungs, and they could not have been uh, transplanted to my husband without the ex vivo machine, which kept his lungs alive long enough that he could get them. Um, and it, it really gave him a new lease on life. Catherine, tell us a little bit about your husband, Ross. Um, well, Ross was a businessman. Um, he was uh, quite an avid hiker. Um, but when he realized he was going to need a lung transplant, <clears throat> he did a lot of research and even before he had uh, his transplant, he knew he wanted to create a fund and support the ex vivo machine. And so he, um, he had it all ready to go and it's, uh, literally the morning after he had his transplant and woke up, the first thing he said to me was to get in touch with the people in Calgary where we live to um, get the ball rolling so people would start um, supporting the ex vivo research. Wow. Yeah, you guys formed the Ross Kobayashi Fund for Lung Transplantation, which directly benefits the work of Dr. Nagendran. Just uh, tell us about the, the, um, the foundation and, and how it's been working and, and uh, what kind of success you've seen. Um, it worked extremely well. Unfortunately, Russ wasn't very strong. He had some pretty important meetings uh, set up, and the fund would have increased a lot had he been able to carry them through. But he still received uh, quite a bit of money, He and he increased awareness, which was a big one for him. Um, he had uh, interstitial lung disease, but he also uh, was in contact with other people that had cystic fibrosis that received lung transplants and the machine could also support them. So he wanted people to be aware of the machine, but he wanted people to be aware that um, having the surgery at the Mazankowski was like the only place he could go to have it. And a lot of people in Western and Northern Canada, that is the only place they can go for the transplant. And the transplants are much more available because of the ex vivo machine that Dr. Nagendran um, piloted. Yeah, you know, Catherine, we've been talking about just the incredible work, just the, the advancements in medicine that they're able to accomplish at the Mass. But what about, from your perspective, what was patient care like? What was your experience like when you and your husband were, you know, receiving a, a transplant and then going through recovery? I have to laugh because his, his care was so good. Like, we did not have a single complaint. Um, he ended up being in the intensive care in the Mazankowski for two months. Generally, transplant patients are in a few days. Wow. Um, but the care he received and from all the doctors as well as the nurses, um, literally for the whole two months, if I was walking down the hallway you know, to go out, 
people would call me by name, say, how's Ross doing? Or, you know, we hope he's, you know, improving so he'll get out of here. We like him as a patient, but we'd like him gone kind of thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the doctors were very good about coming in and keeping me informed on how he was doing, what his prognosis was. I didn't feel it was interpersonal. I, f- I felt it was very a personal relationship with the nurses and the doctors. And I think because he was very sick for so long, I had total confidence in them because they kept me involved mm-hmm. and I knew they were supporting him in every way they could. Which obviously has gone such a long way. I mean, now you've established the Ross Kobayashi Fund for Lung Transplantation, um, which directly supports one of his doctors who we spoke to earlier this morning. We've mentioned him a few times now, Dr. Jayan Gendron. Catherine, we're so sorry for your loss. You lost Ross uh, in 2018, um, but obviously his legacy is living on in such an incredible way and helping other people. Thank you so much for making the time for us this morning. Well, thank you, because you're, it's just such an important issue. And um, the Mazankowski is groundbreaking because of the support the doctors, you know, and the whole staff there get there from fundraisers like this. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. And I hope you uh, continue to raise money for the mass. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.